Council wants you to report on all the Chancellor's dealings. They want to know what he's up to. They want me to spy on the Chancellor. That's treason. We are at war, Anakin. Why didn't the Council give me this assignment when we were in session? This assignment is not to be on record. The Chancellor is not a bad man, Obi-Wan. He befriended me. He's watched out for me ever since I arrived here. That is why you must help us. Anakin, our allegiance is to the Senate, not to its leader, who has managed to stay in office long after his term has expired. The Senate demanded that he stay longer. Yes, but use your feelings, Anakin. Something is out of place. You're asking me to do something against the Jedi Code. Against the Republic. Against a mentor and a friend. That's what's out of place here. Why are you asking this of me? The Council is asking you. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl Leclerc, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 310, Keeping Scores, Part 1. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the blow poon and shock tea to my kit fisto, we have Carl Leclerc and Katie Horn. <laughs> Good to be here. <laughs> Jason, I love you. We um, are all members of the Jedi Council today, which means everyone has to listen to us. Exactly. Uh, I feel like, I, you know, it's so funny because I feel like you guys would have been like, you're a member of this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's outrageous. Not fair. This is outrageous. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Guys, I'm so I am so glad to be making this podcast with each of you this evening. I'm so excited. Yes, me too. And uh, guys, can we tell them what we're talking about? You no, know, they just have to uh, try and figure it out on their own. I uh, rolled out this big scoreboard here. I feel like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are literally just it's. This is going to be a recap of all the NFL games from this past Sunday. We're going to analyze the score. We're going to analyze you know all the. Uh, all the fun little, you know, everybody's completion and percentage rating, all that stuff. Um, no, but everybody, I am talking on the episode. I am so excited. We are here to talk. We are going to in the next two episodes take um, all of the scores from so- the from the Star Wars soundtracks and rank them, obviously based on how we rank these things. Um, so yes. I'm so excited to just talk about Star Wars music for two straight weeks. This is going to be so much fun. And uh, yeah. um, now, guys, let's be real. Making okay. these ranks, right? Not the easiest yeah. thing you've done in a while, right? No. You might even say it was a little bit, you know. Okay. It was a little bit. And for all of those of you listening, if you know my love for Chad Kroger of Nickelback, this is his ex-wife. 
She knows what it's like for things to be complicated. <laughs> oh, boy. Girl, um, my jam in high school. This, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's still my jam. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, let the past die. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I don't have to, do I? <laughs> it's the only way to become who you were meant to be. Chad Kroger. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. No. Um. <laughs> no, but it was it was so hard to sit down and like rank these things. And, and um, yeah. I mean, oh, at the end of the oh, day, yeah. it's just an excuse to talk about our love for Star Wars music, which you can't beat that. Um, can, can I just point something a little bit ironic out? Please. This is our second attempt at a top ten list. Um, and the last one we did was also Star Wars music. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a theme here. Was it really? What was it was our on? favorite themes. Yeah, oh. that was our last top ten. <laughs> Bloody Mustafar. I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Amazing. Oh my well, gosh! I just, Carl, I gotta thank you for not coming in with the, you know, like Ray Yane on your wedding day when uh when Jason asked us what's ironic. Uh, I was like, oh no, yeah. here it comes. Oh no! Uh, I've never really cared for that song because also none of those things are necessarily ironic. They're just unfortunate. <laughs> so wait, is that so? It's not ironic. Is that ironic that none of yeah? It's ironic that, that ironic. song isn't ironic. <laughs> so, um, and I'm here I, going. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, Jason, give me a no. no. Jason, I, I don't think you're qualified to talk about music anymore. If you uh, could quietly vacate the podcast, I'm sure. Uh. Um, well, I think before we jump into ranking our scores, we should probably talk about the matchup that we uh, had set for everybody the last couple of weeks. Yes. Because um, yes. Katie came up with it, and so we had to wait till she was back before we uh, revealed the results. Yes! Which, oh, I was so excited about this matchup. And Katie commandeered doing the results again, like Krennic <laughs> tries to commandeer the Death Star. That is Except true. More successful. Yes. <laughs> that, that yeah. is Actually, true. I should have said you're more like Tarkin. You know. Oh, there we go. Now Jason, we stand upon my achievement. Yeah. Like an hour before yours. we recorded tonight, Jason's like, oh, I'm going to grab – or no, Katie's like, oh, guys, I grabbed all the stuff. And Jason's like, I was just about to. We yeah. stand here amidst I, my achievements, not yours. And Katie's like – We stand here upon my achievement, Katie, not yours. <laughs> this was my job. I had one no, I'm kidding. And all Katie's right. like, your lack of ability to do this quicker shows your inadequacy, director. <laughs> <laughs> And then Carl came in all like, careful not to choke on your aspirations, Jason. <laughs> Carl also came in like an hour late. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, all man. right. All right. All right. Let's get so what, to what is all, who, who do we have in this matchup? Okay. We had Kira versus Jin. So exciting. I, I love this match. <laughs> I feel like they're really quite evenly matched, actually. because yeah, they're both too. We both see them with uh, hand-to-hand combat. Just I. Oh, I would be front row for this fight, my God! And then hopefully they would both ask me out to drinks after, and we would just all go have a good time. I just, uh. but according to our Larians, our final tally of this Kira Jin matchup comes down to nineteen votes for Kira and fourteen for Jin. Whoa! Very close. I did not realize it ended up on on Kira's side. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, just ba- yeah, just yeah, barely just falls barely. over to Kira's side. And and a lot of I'm guessing is what Terrace Kasi because of Terrace Kasi yeah. yeah she uh, she played that game on PS One <laughs> uh, such a good that is like 
that like oh that game is one of my favorite star wars video games even though i haven't played it in probably 15 years no longer than that good lord um <laughs> either that or she uh, read darth maul shadow hunter which i also have not touched in 15 years oh, <laughs> no is, no i just kidding. is terrace kasi mentioned in that Oh yeah, no Darth oh. Maul fights with Tarascasi style. Like, it's, there's a whole thing about it in oh, Shadowhunter. I gotta look that up. Then I gotta read he that. I've never read that the... book, Katie. Are you? Do you hate me? I don't hate you. No, I that, I understand Beth, why a lot of people haven't Beth read it. Reeves is that who wrote that? Uh, no, wasn't that James Luceno who did? Was it James Luceno? Shadowhunter. Okay, I don't know. I'm totally. I'm probably like totally flubbing it, but that's my this recollection. A, for those for those of you wondering, Shadowhunter is a prequel era Darth Maul novel. So mm-hmm. it was written. It was written while the prequels were coming out. Right. So and it is a legend like, novel. No, yeah. Yeah, it came out like 2001, something right. like that. And yeah, yeah. and it. If you haven't read it, I kind of understand why, because there is literally a passage where Darth Maul hails a taxi. That oh. is that. <laughs> Interesting. Maul, yeah. Like, okay, so he's all like, I need to be stealthy. So he parks his motorcycle because it's way too conspicuous and then hails a taxi, gets in the taxi. Like, there's a whole paragraph where he gets in the taxi and just that's that's where Legends was for a while, you guys. Yes. Darth Maul. I'm currently Darth Maul reading some Legends. Hails a taxi. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I believe the driver survived the encounter. <laughs> yes. uh, so... Oh my gosh. It's just like, no, okay, but they actually like describe Darth Maul like parking his car, not his car, his uh, his motorcycle in a <laughs> public minivan. lot. And oh, then he pays, pays for parking. the entire day. Yeah, he pays for parking. <laughs> they detail Darth Maul paying for parking. <laughs> and I'm just all like, man, you don't you careful, Maul, don't overspend, or Palpatine's <laughs> going to take away your dark side credit card. Like, it's just. <laughs> well, you got to pay for parking so you don't get tickets and get suspicious. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. So the Sith, the Sith, uh, all pay their uh, their parking tickets. So they don't just drive away. <laughs> They're like the Lannisters; they always pay their debts. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, Jason oh, doesn't get that. <laughs> just imagining Maul, like you know, he comes back and there's all these parking tickets all over his motorcycle, and he just crumples them up into a ball and throws them away. Like <laughs> I'm a Sith. Ah! <laughs> Um, well, anyway, so, wow, close fight. Yes. <laughs> um, Jason, what do you think? Who oh, this man, this was a tough one for me uh, because I can see how either one could win. I can I can see why Kira could win. Um, you know, there's the Terrace Kasi. She's got the extra added, you know, sword training. Um, she's not afraid to throw grenades around, and she's a decent shot. Um Plus, she's been trained under Dryden Voss, who learned from Maul. Uh, she's probably an assassin um, <laughs> for, Maul, uh, for for Voss. Uh, but then you've got Jin, who's tough as nails, trained to be a f- guerrilla fighter uh, under Saw ever since she was little. Uh, she can handle herself in hand-to-hand combat with those truncheons and you know fists if she need be. Uh, she's a really good shot. Um, and she's a survivor. She doesn't have the finesse and the, 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 uh, the skilled training that Kira does, but she will kick your butt. She's, you know, a survivor and she is a brawler. Um, so different styles, but they're both very evenly matched. I think, um, I, (sighs) And I don't have any real reason as to why I'm picking this person above the other, but I'm going to go with Jin on this one. So um, I'm going to 
I'm going to weigh in on the Jin side of things. So I'm going to give this one to Jin. That they're they're so evenly matched, but I think I think Jin comes out on top, completely bloodied um, at the end. <laughs> of all. But I, I think she's going to eke this one out. Nice. Jason Hunt would be proud of you. That's what a that was the first take of that line was. <laughs> <laughs> Not your father would be proud. No, Jason. Jason, Jason, Jason would be proud, proud of you. Nice. Well, you know, yes. this is one of those ones also that I I, I thought was really hard. Um, and normally I don't come up with these sorts of scenarios. And I know like a lot of the Larians, they you know they write in these great explanations and 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 kind of you know almost give us like mini fanfic by giving these kind of complicated scenarios. So this is the first I time I've ever those. done that, and you know. Granted, we had so many responses um, as all as we keep seeming to have, which is great. So thank you again for that. Um, but I I got to go with here's how I see it playing out. I think in a straight head to head fight, the styles in which they've been trained to fight. I think Jin takes the fight, mm. but Jin because she has a level of compassion um, that runs a little deeper than Kira. I think she walks away victorious from the fight, and then Kira stabs her in the back and kills oh. her. So I think Kira kills her, but loses the fight. Um, oh, and not wow. because I think like oh, yeah. Kira is some like heartless, cold blooded person, but I think that desire to survive is even bigger for Kira. Kira has been an orphan. Kira is as bad as Jin's had it. Kira's had it worse, in my opinion. Oh, um, that's true. And I yeah. think that like Kira's need and and willing her willingness to risk everything to survive somewhat trumps that of even Jin's. So while I think Jin actually in the head to head fight, I think Jin is victorious in the fight. But as she's trying to walk away, she doesn't want to kill her. Kira. And again, every time we see Kira fight in solo, she sneaks mm-hmm. up on every, she sneaks up on. Um, oh, my gosh. What's the Pike person's name? How am I forgetting this? Oh, I don't um, remember. Oh, either. Uh, hold on. OK. Go ahead and continue. I will. <laughs> Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah she gets, and then she and same with Dry- and same yeah. with Dryden, right? Like she's got mm-hmm. Dryden and Han convinced she's going to strike Han, and she mm-hmm. turns on Dryden, right? So like she is certainly a gifted fighter, but I think that stealthiness, that kind of backstabbing ability, is really quintessential to Kira, and that's why I think like head to head, Jin wins the fight, but Kira wins the war. Like Kira kills her from behind. So. so who do I give the point to? Do Kira. I give it to Kira? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. It could have gone either way there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I give it to Kira just for sake of backstabbiness. So. Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to tilt uh, it. Here we go. Oh, there Director we go. Director yeah? mm. That's right. Cause I always confuse him with Tolstoy. Tolstoy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I would give it to Kira. Kira versus Tolstoy. Kira versus Tolstoy. Kira. Yeah, every time. I'd give it to Kira. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Kitster versus Tolstoy. I give it to Kitster. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna tilt it to, uh, firmly in Kira's favor because I vote for her as well um, for a lot of the same reasons that everybody else has said. Where I I just feel like the Terrace Kasi training is what ultimately wins it for Kira. Um, specifically, when I, if I'm also writing fanfic, the way I see it in my mind. So you you know the way Kira gets Dryden is he gets his knife stuck in her sword mm. and then she flips her sword and hits him with his own knife in her sword. Mm-hmm. And that's so weirdly specific that I'm like, yeah, Kira would find there would be something that Jin does that Kira just flips it and and it, it all is suddenly in her favor. So 
that's my that's my vote for Kira is that um, Jin just does one thing wrong and Kira makes her suffer for it. So, mm. but then hopefully we just all go out for drinks, yeah. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think <sighs> that the two would end up becoming somewhat kindred spirits. Yes, uh, because they they totally could could make a great dynamic duo. I know, I totally agree. World. Um, so. <laughs> Breaking hearts and breaking faces, like oh my gosh, I <laughs> love it. <laughs> yes. So, what does that give us a final tally of? Katie? Our final tally is twenty-one to for Kira, fifteen for Jen. Well, yeah. there you have it, folks. Sorry, Jen. I guess. Sorry, Jen. Air so will be another day. That didn't make any sense. I was trying to be clever, but it wasn't, and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it. You made me laugh. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> Um, so just real quick as a reminder, um, before we hop into, uh, ranking the scores here, um, hopefully you've been following along at the end of tonight's episode. Uh, we'll have episode 10. We're coming to the end of the, a new hope radio drama, but, uh, tonight's episode is the Luke Skywalker initiative. So again, if you've been following along the end of the episode, typically the like last 25 minutes to half hour of each episode is going to be these radio dramas. And I hope you're enjoying them. If you've been listening, they're so much fun. I, I just, I just love them. And in a couple of weeks when they're finished, we're going to have uh, the great star Wars historian, Scott Reifen on to, to break down some radio drama love. So yeah. So Scott Reifen, also the man responsible for sending us to Rancho the first time. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty. Great. Thank guy. you, Scott. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go, but I got to meet Carl and Jason because yeah, they came did. out to San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, that is- so, guys, let's get to the complicated matter. Uh huh. Because life's yes. like this. <laughs> it's a line from Carl. Why did you got to go make things so complicated? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Um, so, who would like to who would like to kick this off? Do you want I'll, me to? I'll start. Okay, Katie. You sure? Okay. Well, I want to start because I have to admit there are a couple of dark horses in my list. Um, so I feel like I want to start because my number 10. It it's not dark. Horse. I'm sorry. It's not dark horse anymore. It's Marvel. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> by, by the way, folks, when Katie says dark horses, we mean originally we were just going to use the films mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. ranking. Mm-hmm. And then Katie's like, well, I'm going to slip some other things in there. Um, Katie, which Katie, is a perfectly wampus lair. I was going to say she, she pulled a Jason. Um, so, um, it's, it was only a matter of time, Carl, before Katie used her own trick yeah. against us. Um, well, like, we're going to talk top five Han Solo most tonight. And Jason's like, my number one is when Jar Jar, you know, steps into the video. I'm like, sorry, I thought this was about Han Solo. It is. Uh, okay. It is. It's Jar Han. Jar Solo Jar. <laughs> He was wearing a vest. Does that mean he was? Yeah, is he, he not? Are him? they not the same character? <laughs> I mean, I, I thought they were. He's taking no? fashion. Solo's taking fashion from Jar Jar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to wear a vest. <laughs> but yeah, well, um, I found that when I sat down with all of my Star Wars music, you know, all of the soundtracks, I was like, there, there's some here that aren't movies and that I would actually rank higher than some of the movie soundtracks. Not that I dislike mm. the movie soundtracks that yeah. didn't make my list, but, you know, I just really needed to talk about. My number 10, and I'm going to further Wampus Lair this and super cheat and give it to Rebels slash the Clone Wars. So the, the <laughs> music of the animated series. Well, they're both composed by Kevin Kiner. Fair point. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like I feel yeah. like it's a cohesive body of Definitely. work. Like, 
just all it's all it's all together. We're just gonna, we're gonna lump it all together. We're gonna make a make Love a number it. ten uh, yeah. stew. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Out of number room. ten stew. Oh my gosh! But yeah, I feel like this music. The, it's very a uh, powerful music. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's way more powerful than than a you know cartoon show has any right to be. Not that cartoons can't be powerful, but you know what I mean. Sure. Like this is this music feels like it belongs in like you know theatrical movie. It, it it's music that takes itself and its source material very seriously. And when I sit down and I hear tracks like um, Ahsoka Leaves from uh, the Clone Wars, I guess so. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cry, man. Yeah. I cry. Ugh. This is, this is so beautiful. Yeah, I cry. Yeah. This right here. Everybody's it's, going for the tissues. Okay, thanks, Gabe. It feels you're very welcome. <laughs> it's <laughs> I it's music I can feel in my chest. It it's mm, heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. That that song, that track in particular. <laughs> and then a lot of the Clone Wars and Rebels music is this way where you listen to it and you can see the moment in your mind. You you know exactly what scene those tracks come from. Uh whether it's like, you know, Maul versus Prey Vizsla, that track mm. is real good. Um, a lot of a, a lot of just like the lightsaber duels mm. uh, just have have really really good tracks with them. Um, and then to call out a rebels one in particular, I love basically everything they did in Twilight of the Apprentice. You could just single out those episodes. The music that goes with those episodes are very thoughtful and very deliberate. There's just a just a real intent behind those those soundtracks. Um, uh, the particularly the the Anakin and Ahsoka track from uh, Twilight of the Apprentice. Um, Carl, if you're gonna pull it up, I have to warn you. It comes in hot. It yeah. comes in like with a big like boom. Um, is this from Rebels? Mm-hmm, it's from Rebels. Uh, what season? Uh, from season two. It's uh, the finale of um, season two. Is Twilight of the Apprentice, and then the track Anakin and Ahsoka. It's it's when. Ahsoka finally accepts who is beneath that mask, and it's, uh, yeah, it's powerful. It hits you real hard. <laughs> find that. Oh, Anakin and Ahsoka. Okay. Mm-hmm. It comes in hot, though. Fair warning. Okay. This.
very like Middle Eastern almost about it. It's a cool play on her theme here. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Just, yeah, the way it, I said before, it comes in hot. It starts and, you, you know, you have that that tension, that anger, you know, clashing lightsabers. And then she finally gets that hit on him and cracks open that mask. And then when she sees who's beneath, like she, she has known, she's always known uh, from the moment she connected her mind to Vader and felt something familiar, but she couldn't accept it. And it was easier to think that this man killed her master and then to learn that it's him underneath and to, to finally accept it, you can you can hear it yeah. in the music. It becomes so mournful and it whew, you guys. <laughs> so that is my number ten is uh, our very, very accomplished, very complete work um spread across uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kiner definitely deserves the shout out. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I cannot fault you for including this in your top ten. So. Yeah. yeah. And one thing he does, considering when you mentioned the fact that the dueling music, mm-hmm. Kiner uses a lot of choir, right? yeah. which oh, yeah. was really obviously made big in Duel of Fates. So mm-hmm. Kiner uses choir a lot during lightsaber duels, both in Clone Wars and Rebels. And even for like Inquisitors, right? They get choir type music. Um, you know, something that was introduced in the prequels, Kiner really did a great job capitalizing on. Yeah. So Jason, I'm going to hand it over to you for your, what's your 10th ranked star Wars soundtrack. All right. Well, of course folks, you know, I gotta say this was so difficult because I love all these soundtracks. Um, and I would listen to any of them in a heartbeat, but when you rank these things, something comes in last. Um, (laughs) and so, uh, Please know that even though this is the bottom of my list, I still love all of this stuff. And it's a lot higher on in my general favorites among soundtracks um, than, than this. But anyway, number 10 for me is going to be uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, <gasps> and, this, I, and, and this might be, be just be because it's the one that I've spent the least amount of time with. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There are, are two moments that really, when I think of the Last Jedi soundtrack, and, and and when we talk about soundtracks, we're not talking about them in the context of the film per se. Right. We're talking about listening perspectives, yes. how like it, the album, how it, yep, the album experience. Um, that's that's what we're talking about when we when we're ranking these, um, and the moments that I love in the Last Jedi. Are uh, of course the spark, the end of the the track, the spark, oh, and then yeah. the holdo maneuver, which gets me pumped every time. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, so those are the ones that always jump to mind when I think of the Last Jedi and, and things that I really love. Um, of course, there's great moments in the opening with March of the Resistance and other stuff uh, in there, but uh, here we go. This is the <laughs> highlight. This is like, oh.
That is a great piece. Mm-hmm. There's almost nothing else like that in Star Wars yeah. right. music. Yeah. John Williams manages to find a way with each soundtrack to put something unique in there. And that is one of those things in The Last Jedi, which I absolutely love. And there's a motif that plays at the beginning uh, when he's uh, using the the spear to uh, vault himself from one cliff to the other on Octo when Luke is doing that. And there's a motif in there that I really wanted to hear more in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it only played like twice, and I was so disappointed. But uh, because I love the motif. Um, are you finding that, Carl? Yeah, uh, look, I know which one you're talking about. It's on the name of the track is Octo Island, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, um, I actually, well, yeah, because I have this highlighted in mind, so I, I know right where to go. Give me okay. one second. Um, but I know exactly which. And there, it's not used enough, and I agree with you. It's such a great no. new theme. And it, um, hold on, almost there. Here we go. <laughs> Little baby park. yeah i would have loved to have heard this dueling against kylo's theme when luke and kylo confront (gasps) each other Mm. oh you know that that's so cool jason yeah that's that's i would have loved to hear heard that because i wanted that to be luke's new motif for the movie well and i feel like it is yeah, but it's only played like twice or maybe three times in the whole movie, which frustrates me to no end because I love yeah. it so much. Maybe, so I wish maybe I, in episode nine. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I wish I knew more about like musical theory and notology. Again, this is where the genius of David Collins is missed. But I'm really curious if musically speaking, there are similarities in the notes or, or structure of this particular piece of music from Last Jedi with like Luke's theme from, you know, the original trilogy, because this mm. is it is it is. It is kind of bombastic in a way that Luke's mm. theme is in the originals, but there's something more complicated about it. There's something more heavy and mature about it and yeah. unclear, really, right? Like there's yeah. – I don't know. There's just something uh, – Shrouded. So, yeah, exactly. There's something about it that's just makes you wonder. So – Yeah. <laughs> and maybe and maybe that is why it gets played less and less as the movie progresses because things become less shrouded with Luke. Yeah. Maybe there's that's porgs. why. Sure. There's, that, I mean, there's that too. Yeah. Um, the song can only play when there's porgs. The right. porgs the are porg the playing the song. It's the porg thing. Yeah. It's the right. porg so, thing. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a little orchestra of porgs <laughs> sitting on the side every time yeah, he yeah, yeah. goes out. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh anyways so that's that's my number 10 sure um so well i'm gonna i'm gonna go right in with you because that's my number 10 as well um oh. and uh and again like going with you know like kind of this setup of to me i'm ranking these based on overall album listening pleasure um and like you said it is probably the one i've li- listened to the least but I also feel like there's a reason for that. <laughs> like I listen to it the least cause it's my least favorite. And again, it's not cause I think it's bad or I don't like it. It's just my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the themes that I really love in this are just again, carried over from 
like I mean, I still love Ray's theme. I love the March of the Resistance. But those are all Force Awakens themes, mm-hmm. um, right? I, I the first thing I was going to highlight was what you just highlighted, Jason, which is kind of like what I'm calling the the new Luke theme. Um, another thing, though, another theme that's you know obviously new to Last Jedi that it's it's not necessarily one of my favorite themes, but I do really enjoy it, which is the um, the theme for Rose. Which oh we, yeah, uh, let me find it. It's gorgeous. Where is it? Oh, did I go past it? Yeah, apparently I did. <laughs> yep. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, snippet of it there. She's so hopeful. Yeah. The, the thing <laughs> it I like. Honest, it honestly almost has a little bit of a Jurassic World feel. Oh, sound yeah. to it. A little, yeah. yeah. Or Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic World. The, I mean, if you think the thing I, I enjoy about Rose's theme, and, and while it's, it's far from one of my favorite Star Wars themes, I do appreciate its similar feel to Anakin's theme from Episode One. Like this, yeah. this kind of real genuine sense of innocence that is with it. But it's also. Um, like I feel like you know Anakin's theme from Phantom Menace is very very innocent. It's it's a boyhood. It's it's childish innocence. Whereas Rose's is kind of like this noble innocence, um, mm. and and that's really what her ca- her character captures. So I really like this this theme that that John Williams gave us for her. Um, and then like you said as well, Jason. I mean, uh, and I'm really sad to say that this we were lucky enough that somebody sent us the uh, the four year review for the Oscar soundtrack of. Um, Last Jedi, and this this track is actually not on the the normal release. It's called Haldo's Resolve. Now, granted, you can hear this at the end of the end credits track, but um, I'm going to cheat a little bit, and it's called Haldo's Resolve off of the uh, um, the the soundtrack they gave to the uh, the Grammys. But it's this great moment of, of music. Wow, where did you just Oscars? Go? Here we go. Here we go. yeah, Oscars. This could have been taken right out of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah. This keeps getting more intense, too. Oh, God! And... Again, it's so perfect in the mu- the movie that it goes silent there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just oh, that, I mean, the Hold- Holdo's theme. I mean, this is her theme that's being played that whole time, and we get hints of her theme throughout the movie. Again, not a ton of it, but this this is an incredibly powerful statement of her theme. And um, yeah, I, it, there's something you know the the last Jedi s- score. Um, it's funny because I remember one of my early critiques of it, and I it, I was certainly not the only one who had this critique, but it. it you know, a lot of people. I wasn't so rude as to say he phoned it in. I don't think John Williams knows how to phone things in. Um, no, <laughs> but I did feel like this was. It, it seemed like the least original feeling Star Wars soundtrack I'd heard in a while from John Williams, hmm. um, and I don't mean that to be a slam. And it's, I know in some ways it kind of is. Uh, uh, it's not the kindest thing to say, but. You know, and I know there's been people that have put out shows, um, you know, like pointing out the genius of what John mm. Williams did here. And, and I don't doubt it. 
Um, and I think in a way that matches kind of what Ryan did with Last Jedi, right? Like I, I will forever say that Last Jedi, as it stands, is the most artistic Star Wars film in a way, like high art, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah. and it's not it's not belittling the other Star Wars films. I mean, they're I think they're more pop art in a way that Last Jedi isn't. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's why you had so many people that you know it didn't sit well for them. Um, is it's a di- it's a different kind of art form I think at the end of the day than Star Wars and I think John Williams mm-hmm. does a great job of encapsulating that even with the music um, yes and and I I don't think that's a good or a bad thing it's just not my favorite thing so that's why I put it kind of at the bottom of my I, I love this soundtrack but it's just not my favorite um, but there's so much good stuff in it and um, you know the last thing I just want to give a quick shout out to is is the track uh, Peace and Purpose and this kind of like beautiful way that he gives Luke his send-off with this glorious force theme. Luke saying, "I won with the Force, and the Force is with me." As he fades yeah. into the Force, right? Like it's John Williams does such a perfect job musically of bringing that story of Luke Skywalker full circle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Ryan gave it to us visually, and John Williams obviously gives us that emotional response that only music can provide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so. John Williams, you know, he delivers in all the ways that this movie opens itself to be musically informed, and, and he does a great job with that. So, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, why don't we hop to number nines? Because we we can. I mean, geez, we're yeah. only on number tens. So, <laughs> Katie, what is yeah? Your we, number, we spent a lot of time there. Yeah. Um, what is your number, <laughs> number nine, Katie? Number nine, Katie. Well, I've decided just now on the fly to switch my number eight and number nine, so making my number nine the Last Jedi. Just because <laughs> let's write out the rest. Of Last Jedi talk. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, I was going to need to point out exactly what you were just pointed out with the peace and purpose track, mm. just absolutely gorgeous. Um, but like all the stuff you were saying, you, you were saying. Um, it was almost, uh, what did you say? Uh, un- you didn't say it was unoriginal, but you said it was almost, um, I don't know. Uh, but the, but what, the unkind the, statement that it was phoned in? It, no, no. Yeah, you said it was phoned in, but you had a better, well, a I nicer way of saying it. I didn't it. say that. I, lots of oh. people said that. I think, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but the, that critique is actually something I really like. I like the... I like that I have heard this music before and it's mm. being used in a new way to kind of to kind of finish the story. This sequel trilogy is supposed to finish the story of eight films, you know, that have come before it. And um and I really like uh stuff in uh I've said before the track uh that's literally called The Last Jedi, the the way that we can hear um Ray lifting rocks to the same uh uh track that was played in revenge of the sith when the jedi died you know and the way it takes this movie takes that old music and turns it into something new that is then made complete by the whole journey Mm. (laughs) you know that 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 track wouldn't sound the same if not for the prequel trilogy and it that moment wouldn't mean quite the same if not for the prequel trilogy so i i really like how this soundtrack maybe it doesn't stand on its own as well as some of the other soundtracks but it to me, it's a hell of a resolution to the story being told throughout the saga, mm. which, which I appreciate. 
Yeah, that's that is a, an excellent point about the Last Jedi. Is that um, it, mm-hmm. it, it does work well when you've heard other soundtracks before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and to oh. your point, Katie, too, I really appreciated it too because. Um, in so far as that the music is very familiar, um, because mm-hmm. Last Jedi again, I think was a, the most unfamiliar Star Wars film in a while, right? Mm-hmm. It, it took it took the most chances. It was kind of the most you know it 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 was the most original Star Wars film we'd really gotten since Revenge of the Sith. I mean, which yeah. is saying much. There was only two before it, but right, it's <laughs> it's very much its own. It's very much its own story, and mm-hmm. I think in some ways. And I again, I don't. I have no idea if John Williams was thinking this. I I almost doubt it. But in some ways, it was so. In some ways, a very unfamiliar territory that maybe he gave us a sense of nostalgia with the music to ground us in the fact that this does still breathe Star Wars, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Well, um, you know, we were just talking about the Peace and Purpose soundtrack, the the you know rendition of of uh, the Binary Sunset that. Mm that would not mean the same thing if not for a new hope. Right. You know, and, and it, and it's such a hard thing to let Luke Skywalker go. And it's such a hard thing to see him die, but to ground that moment in something that we were so familiar with, something that we had such an emotional attachment to the binary sunset, you know, and, and to see his journey come back to where it began. Wow. Yeah. You know, it, it it's a hard thing to watch, but the music almost grounds it and makes it comforting again because yeah. because we've we've heard that before. Yeah, and just listening yeah. to what you just said there, Katie, it makes me really kind of firm in my conviction that the if you're ever introducing the Star Wars films, if you want to really and you know really engross yourself in the musical experience, you got to mm-hmm. watch them in the order of release, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the themes that are used, you know, the old themes that are used in the prequels. Mm-hmm. They mean more in the prequels because we've seen the originals and, and so on and so forth, right? Um, yeah. and, and it's not to say that you can't watch them in different orders because certainly <laughs> you can. But I think from a somewhat musical sense, you know, the fact that tracks are being called back, it's important mm-hmm. to maybe watch them in release order, right? Because they can obviously – John Williams is constantly building upon himself. So, mm-hmm. But just, just oh, definitely. So, Jason, what's definitely. your, what's yeah. your number nine? My number nine, and this is going to surprise everybody uh, because of where this movie is placed in my favorite list um, on its own. Uh, Attack of the Clones oh, is my number wow. nine. That is surprising. That is surprising, sir. Yes. And <laughs> here is sure. why. Surprise to There are some fantastic one. original stuff in this. However, half the score is reused from The Phantom Menace. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there's some, you know, a, a fantastic original stuff. I wanted more, mm-hmm. um, I think. Um, but you know, some of the big moments with the big battles and things like that, um, are really, you know, have, have are kind of just reused uh, a lot from the Phantom Menace. Like the, the Genosis arena battle is almost completely recycled cues yeah. from various parts of the Phantom Menace. However, what I'm going to focus on here. Of course, is you got to include across the stars. I mean, uh, it's you'd be sort of sacrilege dumb. not to you, you psycho. <laughs> well, exactly because it is one of the most beautiful themes, period, uh, in Star Wars. You, you know, you got to include across the stars. Um, Agreed. There she is. It's beautiful. There's across the stars. 
thought of not being with you. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> Such well, a great line. I love that line. You well, can hate me for it, but I don't care because I love me for it. <laughs> I love it too. My heart is beating, hoping, hoping. that kiss will not become a scar. Oh, oh the You're melodrama my very, is You're so my very soul wonderful there. Me. Oh, so good. What else? We, what delicious. else? What else stands out to you there, Jason? <laughs> Uh, the other one that really stands out to me, of course, of course, I like the Rumble in the Rain stuff, but you know, the one that stands out to me is kind of the most original sounding thing that's not really found anywhere else in uh, Star Wars, and that is, of course, the chase on Coruscant, mm. Zan the Assassin, the chase through Coruscant, because we get, uh, you know, the xylophones, all the drums and everything as it's, you know, running through the city, and then there's the electric guitar that you gets know- thrown in. Do you know where that cue is? The electric guitar? I think it's about two to two and a half minutes in, I think. Yeah, we're at about two and a half minutes, so. I love those drums. Here it is. Yeah. The xylophone's like, just getting murdered in the back yeah. there, you know. Aww. It's like very Eddie Van Halen, too, type of guitar style. It's very 80s. Yeah. So, I yeah. feel like this is exactly what Anakin blasts as he's like, you know, he's just like stolen a speeder and he's just like zooming through, <laughs> through the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah only guitar piece in Star Wars. So, yeah, I love it. No, this I, is, it's one of my favorite things in Star Wars. Period. Like easily top five. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I love the soundtrack, but when it comes to listening, I listen to a couple of tracks normally, and then I'm on to the next stuff. When it comes to Attack of the Clones, so I just gotta you know. Put it at number nine there. So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That is, that e- is even th- even though, like I said, uh, t- across the stars was in my top ten themes of all time. So you know, sure. yeah. Well, shall I keep the number nines rolling? Please. Okay. Well, my number nine is the Force Awakens. Um, okay. Oh. And uh, again, like when it comes to a soundtrack for its entirety, I I listened to it a bunch when it first came out and kind of just stopped and i haven't listened to it in its entirety i don't think in two years oh wow but it does have such incredibly great new music um obviously uh to me most notably is you know this great new theme for ray um which mm-hmm. is i mean what second favorite second my second favorite theme in star wars so um i'll get to the i love this oops, sorry. i love the end <laughs> of this here though there we go
So just something really quick I want to say about the, the particular soundtrack. And I've been listening to a lot of the backlog of the soundtrack show that David Collins does. So I'm feeling like my musical muscles are ready to be flexed, even if they're not, you know, <laughs> accurately worked out. Um, but uh, something I love that I've been thinking about with Ray's theme, especially like in that moment. And obviously that's the con- concert suite of it. Um, but the way it goes, you know, it's, it's this beautiful journey of a piece of music. And it's it's very string heavy, right? It's very emotion heavy. But in that last final statement, it hops onto the horn section, right? It jumps into these trumpets. And Luke's theme, right, the opening theme of Star Wars is all trumpets. It's all horn section, right? This yeah. is the coming of the hero. Ray, though, and she's a different character, but Ray's character is obviously one who's going to struggle through one hell of a journey. But she's going to come out as kind of this this bright shining hero. Like that's how Mm. I see John Williams capturing the feel of Ray. Um, And uh, I just, I can't say enough about Ray's theme, Um, but the fact that this is literally the oxygen of force awakens, right? When you're visual, when you're actually watching this movie, I mean, her theme is in there almost as much as probably the Imperial marches and empire strikes back, right? It's literally what informs the whole story. Musically speaking, Um, as far as the soundtrack goes, it's, it's in, it's obviously sprinkled throughout, um, but you know, it's, it's such, such a great piece of music. Um, you know, obviously we get the, uh, introduction of a theme for Kylo. I'm going to, I'm going to hop to my favorite statement of that from the beginning of the movie here. Here we go. Love, love, love Kylo's theme, right? I loved John Williams' explanation of it, that it's this incomplete theme. And, you know, Jason, mm, you and mm-hmm. I talked a lot in between Force Awakens and Last Jedi, how much we wanted to get, like, a, a fuller theme for him in Last Jedi, which, of course, we didn't get. And we very well may in Nine. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but what I, you know, just listening to that right and, ba- you know, listening to that right behind Ray's theme, his and Kylo's entire theme is on the horns, right? They're all loud and bombastic, like a heroic character, but everything is played in the minor key and everything mm-hmm. descends as opposed to ascends, right? Ray's theme is constantly ascending into greatness, mm-hmm. whereas Kylo's is plummeting into darkness. Um, so I just, I really like the contrast that John Williams created musically for this score between these two characters. Um, so yeah, I mean, Force Awakens just has some, has some great, great new music um mm-hmm. and uh march of the resistance of course which i'm sure jason will mention so i can i feel like i'm okay <laughs> to not do much with that right now but and of course you know one of my favorite pieces in all of star wars the jedi steps i mean this is a, oh yeah and like i love that we get this immediately once we go to octo at the beginning of last jedi um but this is such a cool piece of music um and really it, it really is a denouement piece in Force Awakens, you know, for the film. Um, but I also think that this little piece of music captures the entire essence of Force Awakens, which is essentially this is a journey. This is a journey about a character ascending to the heights to find this this great legend master. And, and yet when she gets there, there's the music is kind of ominous, right? It's a little bit mysterious. Um, so, you know, I just... I love this this score that John Williams gave us in in Force Awakens. So that's my number nine. Wow. It's a it's a good one. Yeah. Um, but 
I got to wait to talk about it. So. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> well, Katie, bring us to the eights then. I'm going to go with Return of the Jedi for my number eight. Excellent. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. First of all, all of the Ewok songs. Can we just can we just agree <laughs> that all of the Ewok songs are amazing? <laughs> oh, you mean like the source music? <laughs> like, where, where is it? Um, are you doing March of the Ewoks? <laughs> Oh, you do want Parade of the Ewoks. Oh, yeah. Parade of the Ewoks. That was it. Yeah, Parade oh, okay. of the Ewoks. I thought you meant like the, the Ewok music. camp. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can even not, I can even hear this and not smile. Like this is just, this is smiling music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why Carl and I blasted this when we were hiking in the redwoods in exactly. California this summer. Yep. <laughs> this is literally my hiking, my hiking music. <laughs> if I if I'm not playing it uh, for real, I'm playing it in my head. <laughs> Such a fun piece of music. Uh, and the Ewok celebrations, like like there's just there's no bad Ewok soundtrack. Let's yeah, let's be real. <laughs> there's not. You're you're not wrong there, Katie. <laughs> Those Ewoks, they know to they know how to play a play a tune. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Even on uh, stormtrooper helmets. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just look at that and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is an instrument now." <laughs> it's a drum. It's a drum. <laughs> and what's inside? Oh, a snack. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of gray matter left inside. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Try the gray, the gray stuff. stuff is yes. delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the Ewoks. Um, <laughs> Oh no! What's happened? What's happened oh. to our podcast? Oh I'm, dear! Come back! <laughs> man, oh. Beauty and the Beast reference. Yikes! Um. <laughs> oh, but then, like, of course, I, I think my favorite thing off of there has got to be the Emperor's Throne Room. Like, just give uh, me that good Sith content. This is yeah. this is the Sith <laughs> the Sith uh, stuff I live for. <laughs> Ooh. Here we go. Oh, yes. Don't you just mean Augie's Grand Municipal Band, the remix? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the gothic uh, remix. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Such a great piece of music, though. Oh, my gosh. I feel this piece. I feel it. Bassoons love this piece. Oh my god! This is how I feel when I like when I when I drag my my corpse out of bed each morning, <laughs> and, look and I'm just like, oh, it's me again. Hello. This this is playing as she. Yes, I amble over to the bathroom sink. <laughs> the coffee maker. Yes, <laughs> the coffee's brewing. Ooh. <laughs> she groans to this tune. Oh my gosh! I think, I think, yeah. The reason this is my number eight is because uh, you know we we keep talking about um, like soundtrack listen ability. I guess yeah, because <laughs> this whole soundtrack just makes me happy. It, either we're in Jabba's palace, and I and I love all of those tracks. Like those make me smile, and then the Ewoks oh, do, make you, me smile. Does this make you smile? Yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jason and I love this song. Carl loves this song. I tolerate Carl's love for this song. I mean, I I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. I prefer the rest of it. 
it's so cheerful <laughs> though. Fair. I just like it's so I wanna, good. I yeah. I want to like I want to eat canapes and get you know something sparkling and <laughs> look out the window. I don't. Know. You gotta have Jedi rocks instead. I mean, let's be honest. Jedi rocks also makes yeah. it. You know, to be fair, this and these t- these two tracks that are right on top of each other on the soundtrack are a great way of differentiating Jason and I. Um, <laughs> they really are. <laughs> you know, I, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh. And then, and then we get to like you know the emperor's throne room, and I like there's just there's nothing on here that I don't enjoy. So so yeah, Return of the Jedi, great uh, great all all around. I feel like it's very well rounded. It's either it's either speaking to the darkness inside of me that I wake up with every morning, <laughs> or it's cheering me up with some uh, good old Jedi rocks. <laughs> Ooh, what about this? Some great battle music. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot get enough of this track. I just had to give it there real quick. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I feel like it yes. might come up again. So, um, Oh, it will. Um, but will it come up this week or next week? <gasps> My guess is next week. All right. <laughs> I'm in suspense. I love it. I'm not. All right. <laughs> uh, so um, is it my turn? It's my turn. It's your my turn. Number eight. That's right. Number eight, Jason. What you got? Um, and I feel like Carl might disown me, but it's The Empire Uh-oh. Strikes Back. That's fine. Um, so... He's not even a little mad. No, it's okay, fu- I, it's, I don't care. It's your, he's, just, he's just sharpening that There's, knife for unrelated reasons. Just there, move along. <laughs> There's no, there is no wrong way to rank anything in Star Wars. So I don't care. I, I, I wish the internet would listen to that comment. Um, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. No, my favorite Star Wars movie is The Phantom Menace. I wish people could believe that. It doesn't matter how you rank them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Again, a, a fantastic soundtrack, um, it, and really the soundtrack that begins to take the foundation that was laid in uh, A New Hope and really expand it to what becomes the sound of Star Wars. Mm. However, aside from a few key things, um, it's a lot of quieter stuff, mm-hmm. which, as everybody knows... <laughs> I want the action-y stuff. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I love I love the, you know, the heartfelt, emotional, quiet stuff. It's good. There's some really good stuff. Yoda's theme is amazing. However, the stuff that gets my blood pumping when it comes to Empire Strikes Back, I mean, obviously you got to have the Imperial March, but then the asteroid field, y'all. I saw him. I saw him. Saw what? Star Destroyers. Two of them coming right at us. <laughs> there we go. Uh, this is such an oh, intense, exciting, driving piece of music, and it is glorious. Uh, but, again, the, the reason why the, it, it's not higher on my list is because I, I need more of this kind of stuff. And there's a huge chunk in the middle of the Empire Strikes Back hmm. soundtrack where we don't get any of this. Sure. Um, you know, at, pretty much after the, <laughs> the asteroid field, up until Luke shows up on Bespin, mm-hmm. it's all, you know, character stuff and, and quieter scenes and training stuff, which is 
amazing music. But when I'm listening to the the soundtrack as a whole, I I really like the the action packed stuff, and I want and I'm looking for that to kind of help break up and 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 re-energize me during my listening experience. So that's why it's this low on my list. But again, I love it because it's fantastic and there's awesome stuff. And I mean, can we not all enjoy the piano marching of the you know? Uh, 8080s through the snow. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we decide the piano is what we're going to use to symbolize <laughs> musically the 8080s, kind of awesome. So, the um, John Williams does some amazing, incredible stuff. And and I, like I said, this soundtrack really expands what it, the sound of Star Wars is uh, when it comes to the films. Uh, it takes that foundation from A New Hope and just blows it up into something that we all go, ah, Star Wars. Um, so I got to give it props for that. Yeah. But it's my number eight. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm going to be waiting to say more about that. Um, but <laughs> next to, week. To um, be fair, the <laughs> longest track, the longest track in all the Star Wars soundtracks is the Battle of Hoth track on Empire Strikes Back, clocking in at over 14 minutes. So yeah. it's a lot of action piece right there, buddy. So, but to be fair, there, there are three. There's the Battle of Endor one, two, and three on Return of the Jedi. The first one yeah. clocks in at eleven. The second one's at ten. The other one's a little under nine. So, like that's twenty nine music, twenty nine minutes of action music. So I get it, Jason. Right. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, my turn then. I believe. Yes. Yeah. Your number eight. My number eight is Revenge of the Sith. Um. Very nice. I, you know, again, another great great uh soundtrack here um and you know again like this is clearly one of the big differences between you and i jason is i love the quieter music of star wars like that's that's the type Mm -hmm. of star wars music that i prefer um and uh wow why am i having such a hard time finding my revenge of the sith soundtrack where you at boy there it is um (laughs) yeah i mean i love revenge of the sith i mean it's it's a very dark right it's very dark soundtrack it's a very um, ominous type of music, which obviously fits the film that it's for. Um, and while this certainly has some of my some of my favorite tracks in Star Wars, um, you know, it's it's not my overall favorite listening experience. But certainly, things that definitely stand out. Get ready, guys. You ready for this? Yeah. Yes. Right. At the, I'm ready. You know, Anakin's dream. Ugh. Oh, it's a great yes. piece of music. <laughs> Starts right in. Get ready for this beautiful music as he stands on a balcony with the love of his life. Listen to that. Listen to this on repeat for a day straight. Not feel the same. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Attack of the Clones? We're going to be across the stars? <laughs> <laughs> it's both. It could be both. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I love little pieces of music like that. And granted, yeah, I mean, it. it yeah, I love it because it's, you know, the heart of it is Across the Stars, which is obviously an Attack of the Clones piece. But um, again, I love his way of building on it, his way of working it into the soundtrack here. Um, but I, I, to, for me, some of the, the pieces of music that best define Revenge of the Sith come in the track Anakin's Dark Deeds, right? It's all about oh. his fall to the dark side. You know, Please, get, thank um, you. Where is it? Here we go. Here we go. We're, they're walking through the temple. Who? Oh, dang, Who could have yeah. done this? Well, here's this. Listen to these, this section right here. 
Just, ah. Just keeps getting more intense. And it's all on strings. Ah, which I love. Just pulling that, that heart emotion. And I'm going to just fast forward a little bit into the track. This is starting at the 3 minute 31 second mark. I love the way that this track resolves itself. You know, is kind of Anakin standing there with the repercussions of everything he's just done. He's out on a balcony. Shocking, I enjoy this. I got chills. So good. I'm, Carl, I'm, like, I'm so glad you played that. That is my favorite track on that soundtrack. I know you love it. Yeah, it's so I good. Just, uh, let's not let's be aware. He's got one tear coming down in that scene too. <laughs> but you know what? Single tear. Again, I, and, and I really, I mean, I just, I can't say enough about David Collins and I'm going to say it again. He makes me feel like I understand Star Wars music better because he does. And he's so yeah. he's he's such a good teacher and I love it. And what I'm thinking about when I'm listening to that particular part of this 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 song and, you know, Anakin's Dark Deeds, the way that it's all being played on the trumpet and it, kind of like Kylo's theme, it's descending. But more than that, it's chaotic, right? Yeah, this is the hero who's become this chaotic mess. He's falling apart. And I love that so much of the music in Revenge of the Sith um, I mean, this is the music I want to throw on when I'm having a really bad day or when I'm feeling a bit chaotic myself or I'm feeling a little bit lost and torn up. Like Revenge of the Sith is the score for you in those moments, right? <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's this great music uh, about yeah. about our hero being torn apart. Um, Kylo might have been the first one to say it, but Anakin's the first to feel it, you know, um, it, sequentially in the Skywalker story. Um, and yeah, I just uh, – I love it so much. And I got to give – uh, one more. Uh, I, this is actually my favorite piece of music on the soundtrack, um, and it'll come as no surprise to probably you, Jason, or maybe even you too, Katie. And it's Padme's ruminations. Um, oh yeah, yep. <laughs> it's just so haunting. Um, I like. I crank this because first off, you have to. It's kind of quiet, um, but I crank <laughs> this in my car, which is like a weird place to listen to it. Um, but just again, and this is something very different. Right, it's very different from anything else John has given us before. John, John, referring to him first person, please, Carl. He is the. If you're going to refer to him in the first person, call him Johnny. Johnny, everyone yeah. else does. <laughs> Johnny, baby. I mean, um, I, I do. I, yeah. I mean, Stephen and George do. So right, they call him Johnny. Um, but this this well. tr- this track too, right? It's it's this track just shrouded in mystery. You got, you know, here you got this kind of like a sirens call, really feel like these are the sirens calling out to anakin and it's this the vocals start right after palpatine's line of you do know if they kill me any chance of saving her is lost that's where the vocals come in right john williams knows exactly what he's doing we all know this um and uh you know bringing that in there and uh just they're calling out to anakin and the thing is is anakin knows that they're in a way like this is a sidious is the tempter but it but it breaks his heart he's got to do it here comes oh, a great statement of across the stars. Right? It's just so oh, wow. it's so tragic there. 
It's again, it's the same. It's just, it's just whispered. It's just and it's and it's the whisper for Anakin deep in his heart that informs why he thinks he has to do this, right? Yeah. And that's what this all this score is. Is it's it's oh, it's just like everything's coming apart and but still at the heart of everybody is just even at Anakin's heart there's still good in him right he's even though he's falling apart for all the wrong reasons he thinks he's doing the right thing and he's he's just not um and then one last thing I wanted to play is this piece called the birth of the twins it's kind of fairy tale-esque right here listen to that Even though everything has fallen apart, the, you know, the fate of the galaxy is, you know, riding on the innocence of these newborn children. I just love it. Ah, thank you, John Williams. So just, I've never focused, I've never focused on that section before. Yeah. I love it. That's really, really neat. Yeah. It sounds like a, like a music box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's when they're being born and it's this beautiful piece and it's not, you know, again, it's, there's nothing necessarily triumphant about it, but there's something in the innocence of this moment that is redemptive. Um, Mm -hmm. I love it. So that's my number eight. Sorry that I had a lot to say. (laughs) I love it. That's great. So seven, Katie. Oh, it's back around to me. Okay. So let's, uh, let's talk about solo. Ooh, let's, yes! <laughs> let's talk about Solo. My gosh, I have not enjoyed a soundtrack like this one in quite some time. It's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we've yes. talked about it a lot. It, this is a well-loved soundtrack around the Wampa's Lair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, that, that soundtrack be shaking these icy cave walls. <laughs> uh, no kidding. Many an icicle has fallen because we've been cranking the soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's just... um. Yeah, this is just one of those soundtracks where I find very, very listenable, where every track makes me smile and every track, you know, I'm, I'm a little sad that it's ending, but, oh, wait, the next one I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Sorry, Katie. Carl. Yes. No, it's all right. Hit me. Hit me with a bit of a chicken in the pot. Oh, oh you yeah. Thank all you. Freaking day, Katie, for you. This. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Oh, how can you? Oh my gosh. How can you not smile? How can you not dance in your chair? Like, oh my god. This is gonna be my wedding dance song. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. It's about as fantastical as this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Sorry, Katie. My heart every time. <laughs> well, I think I think uh, like most people, I like the the deep baritone yeah. in that part better. Me but too. I don't I don't mind I don't mind the high pitched one either. It's it's all fine, you know. It, it it's all fun. <laughs> These people, they're not your friends. So don't talk to any of them. Just keep your eyes down. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chewie's got yeah. two drinks. <laughs> He's got like four drinks in each hand. Yeah, right. 
Chewie's going to get lit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, no, no. That's barely enough to get him buzzed. That's folks. true. Good point. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lot of he's a lot of Wookiee. <laughs> that's for sure. I feel like this soundtrack, it was it, in a lot of ways, it was a breath of fresh air, you mm-hmm. know, um, if if you think maybe that The Last Jedi plays it a little too safe, is maybe a little too repetitive, this is just something new entirely, and I and I love that about it. It, I, I haven't heard things quite like this, uh, especially like Infus theme. I've never heard anything quite like this, especially not in Star Wars. And I love thinking that the galaxy that I thought I knew so well is actually bigger than, mm. than I could have imagined. And it sounds bigger, and it sounds richer, and I love it. Yeah. Yes! Here it comes, Katie. I, I love how the drums and the horns almost sound like they're playing around in yeah. that. It's it's so great. Uh, it just keeps rolling along and, and punctuated by, by the choir. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I just like having a new Star Wars sound, you guys. I just – I like it. I like it. It's so good. <laughs> I like it a lot too. So uh. Yeah. I can't wait to talk more about that on the next week. Oh, uh, right. Me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a suspicion. <laughs> um, Jason, you want to give us your number seven? Well, this is apropos because my number seven is actually episode seven, uh, The Force Ooh. Awakens. So – um, this is a, a, a terrific soundtrack. Um, I really love it. And, and Carl, you hit on quite a few points that I wanted to highlight from it already. Kylo's theme, Ray's theme, just the, the, the fact that those two things are really established, um, here are fantastic. And the way that they interplay against each other and with each other throughout the whole movie. And then that continues to develop into, Last Jedi is even more fantastic. But, of course, uh, so I, w- I won't say much more on that because I, I, I we've, we've already said enough. Uh, but, of course, I cannot, I cannot <laughs> move past marching. I'm just going to get you there, It's the resistance. Yeah. <laughs> it's the resistance. Hell yes, it is. <laughs> Go straight at him. Don't let these thugs scare you. <laughs> oh, my God. I. Everybody knows that I'm a sucker for a John Williams march. Yes. Mm. This might be my favorite John Williams march ever. Um, it is so good. It hits me in my core. And yes. it's so exciting and intense and purposeful. Crank it again. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, hold on. Does it, does it build up again later? 
One hell of a pilot. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, Oh, this is like more than B Like all incredible John Williams music, it has that. Oh, but wait, we got to end it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moment. So <laughs> it's like a, which is which is a Beethoven thing. So John Williams picked that up from Beethoven. Oh, but so I thought he got it on, from. We ain't done. We ain't done. We ain't done yet. <laughs> I thought he got that from the Fray because the Fray does a great job of that with all their pop hits. Like that's one of my favorite things about the band Fray. The Fray because every song of theirs is super catchy. They do the chorus at least twice at the end of the song again. I'm like, this is great. This is our favorite part of the song. Anyway, sorry. Uh-oh. Just wanted to give a shout out to the fray. So, in case they're <laughs> listening and they're not, but <laughs> oh dear lord. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't, I don't really have a lot else to say about this soundtrack. But I love listening to it because Jason, it has really. You don't, you don't want to say anything about this? Scared so for X wings. <laughs> I was about to mention. Okay. <laughs> This, uh, the Scared Super X Wings is also, you know, in the same vein as March of the Resistance. It's sort of uh, an offshoot from it. So, um, it, and I love the Scared Super mo- Motorcycle and Orchestra from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade uh, a lot. And so, when John Williams decided to make a Scared for the sequel trilogy, I was like, oh yes, please, thank you. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no. So it. Overall, it is it is a very enjoyable soundtrack to listen to. Um, on the whole, with the way that Ray's theme is peppered all throughout it, it keeps that continuity going, um, and then it's punctuated by these incredible action music pieces that I love so much. Highlighted, of course, again by March of the Resistance. So, um, it is it is a fantastic soundtrack, in my opinion. And, uh, I, you know, in some cases, I wish it could have been higher on my list, but there's just other stuff that's, that's coming up that I love more. So, <laughs> so um, but yeah, uh, Force Awakens, number seven for me. I love this thing. Love it. My turn? I suppose. Okay. Well, my number seven and number six are literally interchangeable, but because I want to do something to bookend the episode, thanks to Katie. So I'm, I actually, I'm switching the order right now, but again, they're literally interchangeable. These are both tied for, I would like to say they're tied for number six as opposed to seven and six. But the first one I'm going to mention is a new hope soundtrack. Um, you know, I mean, obviously a fantastic piece of music. Um, and weirdly enough, you want to know what one of my Whenever I make a Star Wars playlist, and the majority of the music is like the lighter music because that's I usually put it on like when I'm reading or something like that, so I don't do a ton of action cue music. But you know, every single Star Wars playlist of mine has on it, which is so random. 
Do you guys what? want? Do you guys what? want? Do you guys want to take a guess? Um, uh, tie fighter attack. Back. Okay, <laughs> I'll take that from you, Jace. What do you think, Katie? I said Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, think think of tie fighter attack, but kind okay. of the exact opposite. Okay, so it's an X-wing piloted by Chad Kroger. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love the Dune Sea of Tatooine slash Java Sandcrawler. I love this piece of music. I don't know why. It's just so good. Yeah. Um, Here we go. The Java theme. It's kind of like Prey (laughs) to the Ewoks, really. You know? It's got a very similar feel. Um, Like an indigenous group who are very adorable. Um, But yeah. Your Jawas are adorable. A New Hope, obviously, like. (laughs) You know, and I'm, I'm sure there are people that are screaming at me right now for putting this as low as I am, but I really don't care. Again, there's no wrong way to rank. Um, I love the music of A New Hope, and we are all indebted to it. All, yeah. I mean, all film scores are really because mm-hmm. what they did with this particular film musically was new for Hollywood, and now tons of movies do it, and have been ever since in the past forty odd years. Um, <laughs> But I love the A New Hope soundtrack. It's it's I love that that track Dune Sea of Tatooine with the the Java theme. Um, I gotta say, probably one of my favorite pieces of music on here though. And this is actually a piece of music that's used a ton in the first season of Rebels, which I'm currently rewatching. But it's the track um, Tales of a Jedi Knight. Learn about oh, the Force. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, this is obviously like go to Star Wars music for me. I mean, it's soft. It's beautiful. Um, you know, it's. The first time we're really getting a sense that we are on kind of a fairy tale journey, right? Um, it's the, this movie is more than just an action piece, and I think like music like this really informs that sensibility about A New Hope. Um, so you know, I, I love you know the way he uses the Force theme. You know, you can't you can't talk about the Force theme and not mention you know Binary Sunset. So let's get that that iconic moment in. Uh, and a new hope here. Skip ahead here. 214. Here we go. You know, this is something I've been thinking about doing for almost three years now, and I still haven't done it. But I really want to go back and rewatch the entire saga film, all the films, with the particular intention of listening to where the Force theme is played. Because I really do think the Force theme Mm. is literally the personification of the Force within each film. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And in a scene like this, it's doing the most iconic thing in Star Wars. This is literally – this moment, while it's a – we're only seeing Luke because, again, you can't see the Force – this moment, really, if you think about it from the perspective of the Force theme, this is the moment where the Force, for the first time in Star Wars film, is calling out. And that's what this scene, to me, kind of, if you think about it thematically, musically, this scene is about the Force calling to Luke. So, yes, while Luke's dreaming of something bigger, the Force is using that emotion, using that feeling of Luke's for something more to call out to him. And John Williams is informing of that musically. You know, he's telling us that... Um, while Luke is looking out, the Force is also looking at him and, and, and calling to him in this moment. And I just think it's this beautiful, 
beautiful scene. Um, and, uh, you know, so A New Hope is just, it's just chock full of great music. I mean, we got great action music in the, in this particular soundtrack. Um, but again, my favorite part of the soundtrack is always that middle section. That's true of a lot of the soundtracks. It's that, that slower paced music, um, that I just have a lot of fun listening to. And to be fair, this used to be my favorite piece of source music in Star Wars until I think Chicken in the Pot overtook it. <laughs> um, but it's actually Cantina Band number two. I prefer this ah. one. I love Cantina Band, but I love Cantina Band number two. <laughs> um, I feel like this would make uh, great cocktail music. Yes. <laughs> Again, before my fictional yeah. wedding. Um, yeah, I uh, I love. I mean, and also, again, something so cool for a big Hollywood film like this to make like a jazzy piece of source music, you know? Um, yeah. In a totally different galaxy. So, yeah, I mean, the A New Hope soundtrack is just so darn iconic. It's it's great. I mean, it's it's music of hope and adventure and excitement. I mean, that's really the feel of the A New Hope soundtrack. Contrasted with my last one, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is about a character falling apart and the galaxy falling apart. Well, this is a this is music that's about a fun adventure and it's something exciting and new and hopeful, right? I mean, it's really the counterbalance to the music of Revenge of the Sith, if you think about it. So, um, this is my tied for number six. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. So let's go into number sixes. <laughs> All perfect, right. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. No, I, I'm so glad that was your number uh, seven slash six because it's just my number six. It's going to nice. clock in. Number six for me is A New Hope. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the stuff that you were saying is true for me as well, where I just feel like this is – this is the cauldron, you know, this is the, the the fiery molten core of Star Wars whence everything else came. And and though I, I enjoy when we have something fresh and new, um, especially in, in you know, the, the side stories, when we're talking about the saga and this larger story that's being told um, through the, the nine films of Star Wars, I feel like it, it all comes back to a new hope. Um and I really want to talk about uh, another podcast that I was listening to. I'm going to uh, throw a shout out to um, What the Force podcast. Um, <laughs> just an amazing, an amazing show. They have a lot of really great episodes, especially uh, their interview with like uh, Jason Fry was just terrific. Um, uh, breaking down his Last Jedi novel. Uh, but they did one. Um, it's part of their meta music series. Uh, every now and again, the, they will also just talk about um, Star Wars music and break it down. And in one of them, uh, um, host uh, Mary Claire Gold and uh, composer Christy Carew, um, they sat down and they really broke down the Force theme. Like exclusively, they looked at the Force theme. And um, they, they really helped me look at it, it uh, through the lens of the hero's journey. And they said... Um, uh, let's look at this force theme and how it's broken up into four ideas. So it starts off, you know, dun, 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 dun. That's idea one. That's our base. That's our journey is beginning. Dun, 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 It's starting to struggle a bit, right? We're getting where we need to go. Dun, 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 Climax. Dun, 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 and it falls away. That's our resolution. So we can see a whole story being told within the Force theme. And what's remarkable is that in 
A New Hope when that was just Star Wars. It was the only Star Wars we were ever going to get. And it's a miracle we were even getting that one. <laughs> um, it, that that theme is allowed to resolve in the throne room. In the throne room scene, we hear the whole Force theme played, and it's played very triumphantly. It is a complete story in and of itself, and so the Force theme is complete. However, since then, since you know, of course, it was going to get more films, and it was always going to be more than just the the three films, uh, you know, that that we originally got. Um, it, uh, even the sequel trilogy was in part planned. Um, the Force theme has never resolved since A New Hope. It has never been pl- allowed to play to completion. The story is incomplete. Even when the prequel trilogy was done, the story has still been incomplete because we still haven't heard it resolve. Um, even in um, Return of the Jedi, it uh, it gets as far as idea three, but instead of resolving, it moves into the, the celebration theme. Mm. So that that's our hint. That's our musical cue. You know, something in our brains tells us because we haven't heard it resolve that this isn't over yet. Mm. It's not done. It doesn't feel as complete, you know, musically and in, in the back of our brains the same way it did at the end of A New Hope when everything felt accomplished and done because we heard the whole theme resolve. Did, so then they, they theorize that. Mm-hmm. Did it resolve with when Luke faded away, though, in Last Jedi? Didn't it resolve? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it built up into a different theme. Uh, that's okay. what it does in Empire. It very specifically it gets as far as Idea Two, and then it moves into Han and the Princess as they look out the window. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it it th- and when you realize that, when I heard them talking about this on what the Force podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, they're completely right. Like I went back to all those scenes, and and yeah, you can really hear it, and it does feel incomplete to have the Force theme only get as far as Idea Three, and then not resolve, not have that resolution. Um, so then, they, of course, they were theorizing that episode nine, we will finally hear it resolve again. And it'll probably be pay- played in a major key to like really cap off the entire saga. And I'm just like, wow, to have it all come back to a new hope again, you know, the- <laughs> after 40 years <laughs> yeah. and, ha- and, ha- and finally have that that resolution the the way it did with the with with the original, you know, it- to go back to that that fiery molten core and and resolve it in a way that it hasn't been resolved in forty years, wow, you guys! <laughs> yeah, wow. that's amazing, right? Yeah. That's that's awesome. That's something. I really hope. I feel like they're onto something there. It feels too intentional for it to not have resolved. And then, especially when you think about how George Lucas didn't necessarily think that that episode six was the ending. He, he wanted Luke to like walk away after burning Vader's body. He was supposed to just kind of walk off into the, you know, into the night and not join his friends. That wasn't supposed to be the end of the story, but just making those three movies, you know, was, was a massive monumental task. And I can understand how he just kind of wanted to be all like, maybe it's done for now and so he has luke like go back and rejoin his friends and everybody feels good and happy and oh story's over but it feels too intentional when you look at the music how it doesn't feel as complete as it did with a new hope a new hope was he didn't know he was going to get any more movies he's like this has to be one and done but then when he gets to the end of return of the jedi and it's like maybe i leave that door open maybe maybe i you know, don't yeah. resolve the yeah. theme just yet. 
So I don't know. It's Love intriguing. It. It's worth thinking it about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is yeah. fantastic. That's number so. six for me. A New Hope. Love, love that soundtrack. That soundtrack to me is what it means to be Star Wars and what it means to tell this story. Mm. You know? Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah. Um, I almost am, um, you know, scared to follow that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Um, my number six, though, and this is where I start getting into this could be interchangeable. Uh, so this could be interchangeable with my number five. But, of course, we're not getting to number five this week. <laughs> we're doing that next week. So I had to make a decision when I was making my list and going, well, it's interchangeable. But this is what I've decided for this week. And I had to make my list and stay with it. And I'm not switching it <laughs> as much as I some as much as I, I think I might want to. But I'm not. Um, Rogue One is number oh. six for me. Um, All right. I love Rogue One. I think it's a fantastic soundtrack. Michael Giacchino does a fantastic job um, incorporating uh, the the feel of Star Wars and, and you know, in, in small measures, some of the, the themes in Star Wars to Rogue One. But he developed such an amazing, beautiful soundtrack that is uniquely Rogue One. Um, of course... For Carl and I, we got to mention the the titular track "Rogue One," um, where where they march out and they've just resolved to go to Scarif. Oh yeah. I also love that Spotify still uses a lightsaber for the time tracker. Whenever you play Star Wars music, I love it. (laughs) Nice. Great piece. This music music just gets me pumped up and excited (laughs) and ready to face whatever it is I'm I'm getting ready to face. This is how Uh, we're gonna walk into Celebration Chicago. You know, just dun dun. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we're we're going to have to blast that as we as we (laughs) march into the exhibition hall for the first time. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna hold you to that, folks. Um, but you know, there, I have I have a great um, Bluetooth speaker that gets pretty loud, so and it's easy to carry. We're doing it. Nice, do, <laughs> do, it. It. do it, do it now. Um, but uh, of course, there's other fantastic m- music in this in this film, from Jin's theme to I, I love the new. Uh, Imperial theme, Krennic's theme stuff. I think it's mustache, mustache twirling amazingness. <laughs> yeah, this Imperial Suite is good. Right here, With twirl Krennic's your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have you now, my pretties. <laughs> uh, you have to have something big and pompous like that when your villain has a cape that size. Um, yes. <laughs> so, uh, but of course, one of my other absolute favorite pieces from this soundtrack, and Carl, this is this is where I can you know join you in quiet stuff. And thank you for playing it before I even say it. Uh, Guardians of the Wills. <laughs> I absolutely. I can see things before they happen. <laughs> It's a Jedi trait. Um, <laughs> it's seven years of podcasting together trait. <laughs> that's also very true. 
Um, I love this track, and and I've mentioned it many times before, but it it is, it has a history and and a, a sadness and a, a a story that it tells. Yeah, um, and it's just so gorgeous. You know, my favorite part is the end; the whole choir gets involved and everything. So yeah, skip forward. Did you want me to skip to that part? Is that what you said? If you could. Yeah. If you could. To the forward. end of it? Yeah. Oh, I went too far, I think. Hold on. Kid. song bring back that beginning <laughs> no not, not not the fray no. <laughs> this is not how we save a life oh <laughs> oh man no it's god is the will right right and then it just sort of goes out yeah you know it, it fades away you know for all we know Chirrut and bays are the last of the guardians of the wills and the, the order is done now um and it sort of just fades out to memory. Uh, and it's so gorgeous and beautiful. Um, and it, you know, I love the fact that that is what caps off the credits for Rogue One is is them playing that theme. And so I, it sort of just puts a nice end cap on everything that we got in Rogue One for me. Um, I love this soundtrack so much. And it is so beautiful and gorgeous um, and and uniquely its own um but yet fits so well with the rest of the soundtracks that i i'm so glad we have it um that's why it's my number six love it yeah it's my number six too Um, (laughs) (laughs) love rogue one i actually thought i'd have i I had a suspicion carl (laughs) yeah yeah i i mean it to me it's tied with a new hope and so interesting, too, because those movies are so tied together, right? Um, yeah. I mean, this is A New Hope's literal prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and musically, I mean, it's very different than A New Hope for sure because it's a totally different movie. I can't say enough about how much I love Michael Giacchino, just in general. I mean, I love so much of his soundtrack music. And when he got tapped for this, um, I, there was no one I, could, I would think would be more perfect. Um, and this this score particularly captures the reasons I would think that. And the thing I think they made the right choice with Giacchino here is Giacchino's music has such emotion to it, has so much heart to it, and a movie like Rogue One needed that. And mm. again, I think he's just the perfect person to tap for a movie like this. Um, and while so much of the music feels so very much like Star Wars, right, and he does lots of beautiful little things by putting the flutes in um, when when Galen or not Galen, excuse me, when um, Cassian's talking to um, Bodhi about the plans, right? Like you get those flutes that we get in A New Hope. He does a really good job of tying this in musically to A New Hope while also giving us, again, great new 
themes. Um, and the yeah. first one I want to point out um, is because you know he gives us a lot of themes, and Jin's theme is beautiful. But I think my favorite theme in this movie is what he calls the hope theme. And my favorite start statement of it is during the title card of the movie, which is right here. So good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, this, I mean, this, this, he literally gives us a theme called hope. And what's funny <laughs> is there's this, obviously a track on here called hope and it's, you know, it starts with, you know, Vader slaughtering people, but it ends obviously <laughs> no. with Leia on Tanit 4. But this, <laughs> it's also, I mean, this is in the track Jin Erso and the hope suite. Um, and of course, Jin gets a beautiful theme, right? Yeah. Um, which Again, if you've listened to anything from David Collins, this is very the so much of Jin's theme is rooted in Dies Irae. Again, that this kind of doom and gloom song. I mean, it's giving a very beautiful spin for Jin's theme, but the Ersos, um, you know, specifically Galen, but like created this instrument of death. But they're also the family that will undo, you know, the corruption of of what they created. Um, yeah, this is such a beautiful piece of music. Ugh. Again, like he just captures such such a level of emotion. Yeah. Right, right here. Do, do, do. Right, that's the anchoring piece for this song. Do, do, do. And it climbs up. <laughs> so it just keeps going back and forth to this Dies Irae. But it always climbs above it, which I like, because Jen climbs mm-hmm. above um, what her father creates. And, you know, it's it's just... Great piece of music. Um, You know, Jason obviously mentioned the Imperial Suite, um, which is great fun. A lot of fun (laughs) to listen to. But Krennic's theme is so, so good. Um, So (laughs) I want to I want to give us a little piece of that. Here we go. All right. Here it is. Krennic's theme. the working man of the empire it is <laughs> it is <laughs> um my buddy ben is obsessed with director krennic and and, and i love his obsession for love, krennic yeah and i love that I he's, love he's cosplaying as krennic at celebration i can't wait yes um, um, <laughs> i mean I, obsession with director krennic is an okay thing in my book same yeah, yeah same. he's he's great um but yeah you know this this music is is so fun i mean the action music is is great again um you know i got to Got to give this another quick shout out just to put it in the background, but I wish we could hear more of this in the movie. I don't know where else it would have necessarily fit. I get it, but it's the best march out music in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, like this. This is definitely the the most pumped up I've ever been by a Star Wars song. Is is the title track Rogue One? Um, again, just so fun. Um, you know, master switch. Yes, the master switch. How could we not mention that? You know, I'm, I forgot to mention that. So if you could, yeah, no problem there. Again, another song that's all about DS Irae. Again, yeah, um, you know, which is about the coming of death. <laughs> um, and literally, the, the track mean, starts with the arrival of the Death Troopers. 
Yeah, um, that's the whole movie. Death is coming for him. Yeah, uh, you know, and oh, it's such a great piece of music. Still doesn't resolve itself until uh, it just gets bigger and louder. And uh, love this piece of music. Love this piece of music. Giacchino does a great job of, and this is a very different type of action piece for Star Wars. And and I think you know, really, the third act of Rogue One is perfect. Um, I yes, think the majority yes, of Star yes. Wars fans agree with that. You know, he's right and to say it. Yeah, and 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 it's not a, it's not, it's not to put down the the rest of the movie, but Act Three specifically is just so damn good. Um, and even musically, it's really where Michael Giacchino starts to be heard, right? Re- very much in his own voice. Um, the rest of the movie, everything feels like a Star Wars movie, and it does have a very strong A New Hope feel, I think. Um, but Master Switch, and I remember the first time I saw this movie. I was like, this is so cool. It's not, I was like, it doesn't feel like Star Wars, but I really like it. Now it does. Like, it definitely belongs to Star Wars, but it's very different for Star Wars. Um, And in the midst of all this, I love that. Where is it? Oh, I fast forward right past it. But um, we do get the hope theme in the middle of this when she actually pulls the plans out. Um, I thought it was right there. No. Hold on. Oh, oh, yeah. Here we go. Here it is. So death is coming, but in the midst of death is hope. Here it is. I got it. Hey, Jim. <laughs> and also notice again, I, just because I gotta love, I gotta love on Cassian and Jin in that scene. Um, mm-hmm. She pulls it out get this beautiful triumphant statement of the hope theme in the midst of death like there is hope and this is a great character moment for cassian as she pulls it out right and almost loses her footing notice what cassian says careful are you all right Aww. for the first time cassian's not just thinking about the mission although yeah. well that's not fair because he cares about k2 and yeah. moments before that but here specifically with jen right careful are you all right Right. I just I love that little moment. So Jin is pulling out hope for the galaxy in the midst of, of the chaotic mess of the, the Empire. And what is the what is the rebellion ultimately about? Compassion, caring, right? Um, even Cassian, you know, this hard man cares mm-hmm. in the scene and I love it. Um yeah. so yeah, I just I love the Rogue One soundtrack. It's I mean, when it came out, I listened to this on repeat. So much. It's the most soundtrack, the most I've listened to a Star Wars soundtrack in a long time until probably something else I'll talk about next week. Um, <laughs> but Katie, I can't imagine which solo soundtrack that is. I mean, what? sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oops, sorry. But, Oops, sorry. Katie, you, started, you started this show by mentioning a beautiful, emotive piece of music in Ahsoka Leaves from Kevin Kiner. Nothing captures my heart more than your father would be proud. Yes, um, my heart. Oh. This piece of music. Again, it this is Michael Giacchino, first and foremost, before anything Star Wars. Um but this song just I can't listen I can't not listen to this and be attentive to it and not have tears well up. Cause it's so beautiful. Right? And that's the thing. And and Everything that comes, I mean, everybody's losing their life at the end of this movie. Everything is falling apart. And yet, it's through this complete selfless gift of all that they are that hope reigns in the galaxy. And that's why Giacchino chooses 
this kind of music. He's capturing the heart of what the rebellion is. It's this movement towards life, this movement towards giving everything to ensure the future of life. And it's so beautiful. And, you know, as much as I love John Williams, and he is certainly my favorite composer, I don't even think John Williams could have captured the emotion the way Giacchino does. And people are probably hating me for saying that, but I mean that. I stand by it that Giacchino is the only composer in modern music that could capture this emotion for some reason. Like, that's my opinion. Um, but this piece of music is just so perfect. Um, and it rounds out Rogue One, right? It's, it's the rest of the music is denouement, right? The, the chaos with Vader, the stuff with Leia getting it on Tana 4, that's all denouement. That's all A New Hope Part 1. But Rogue One ends with this track, right? Rogue One ends yeah. with this beautiful um, self-sacrifice. And yeah, I'm going to stop talking because I've been talking for a long time. So, But I love Your Father Would Be Proud. So good. Yeah, it's, it's real good. Yeah. Kate, Katie's having a moment over here, folks. So. No, yeah, Carl got me. He's like, and I'm just thinking about Leia. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all, you know, it's all. You guys know that, that New Hope poster with Luke, like, raising up the lightsaber, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. That's, I see, like, Jin holding up those plans and oh. Leia, you know, in, in the beam of light, oh. you know, like just reaching across. That's what it's just love, you know, and hope. Galen's love, you know, and and <laughs> the love that Baze and Chirrut have, you know, and, and that they and then casting all of them, yeah, all yeah, that this amazing chain of love that all to put the plans in Leia's hand. Yeah. It's beautiful. (laughs) It is. I'm just going to let this bleed for a minute. When the choir gets involved there, it's like the heavens are reaching their arms open to accept yeah. the team, the Rogue One team. You know, it's yeah. like this is not in vain, you know. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. done. You know, it, it's it's almost like they've been sainted in a yeah. sense. Right. So um, it, 
people may forget their names, but what they did will never be forgotten. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that, yeah. Oh, and that's, so and, good. And, and, and that moment too, right before the choir comes in, that's Jen's theme, but it's kind of mm-hmm. this, but it's, it's redeemed here. And, and then, you know, you get this choir section, which is also in the guardians of the will suite, right? There's these mm-hmm. ancient voices, um, like you said, Jason, so beautifully, like opening up to receive what they send, you know, and of course, um, I almost, you know, I understand why the track is your father would be proud, but I almost wish it was called someone's listening. Cause I love when <sighs> Cassian says, do you think anybody's, do you think anybody's listening? I do. Someone's out there. Right. Like, yeah. Um, and then again, like this isn't specifically to the music, but just that beautiful visual of when it, the music goes quiet there for a second. And right, we just get that mushroom cloud from space. And then I don't know if you guys ever noticed, but there's these two like almost like lens flares, you know, these glints of light that escape the planet mm. and fly out into space. And I think there's just two of them, which to me, it's like Luke and Leia, right? Mm. Hope escapes to capture the hearts of the Skywalkers who will complete the work that you've started. You know what I mean? So, yeah, God, when I, uh, such a when good I movie. first this movie broke me, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> This movie, the first time I saw it, just disgusting mascara tears. Like I, I, and I saw it with a whole group of friends, and we came out of the theater, and they were all like, "Whoa!" Like, <laughs> like these <laughs> black lines running down my face. Um, and uh, but the very first time I saw this movie, when uh, when you know, Cassidy says, "Do you think anybody's listening?" And Jin says, "Yes, I, I do." I literally, I sobbed out loud, Leia. I, I sobbed it. It it was such like, it, it was such like a broken, raw moment of my life. Because like, I, I literally, as I said the word Leia, I said it with like a, like a giant spit bubble. <laughs> you know? Because I was so choked up. There was just so much like fluid, like escaping my eyes. And then I said, Leia, like, oh my yeah. God. You just brought me back to that moment, Carl, like the way you were talking about that song and the way it was playing. I was just like, you, oh, I was back there. Uh, you guys. Yeah. The soundtrack's real good. Yeah. It is real yes, good. it is. Uh. <laughs> it's so good. They all are, right? You know, right. they're all I so mean, dang good. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone could have a moment with any yeah. of these soundtracks, you oh, know. Yeah. And it just so happened that we we managed to to round out on Rogue One this yeah. episode and and just like completely break all of us as we talk about the <laughs> yeah. for real the, the power that this soundtrack has. Um, yeah, gosh, the chills I was getting while we were listening to that just. Ah. Yeah. Um, well, my friends, we are approaching two hours. So, oh goodness, yeah. So I think now that good talk, everyone, and I think you know now that we are all thoroughly broken and feeling, which is a good thing. Um, you know, think about what you want to throw your life on. You know, what do you want to give yourself to? Like the Rogue One crew. Um, great lesson. What a great life yeah. lesson. Um, yeah. And. Uh, well, let's start wrapping this up. Obviously, we'll be back ne- next week with rounding out our, our top five of the Star Wars soundtrack, ranking our top five of the Star yes. Wars soundtracks. Um, but before we do that, we want you to participate by telling us in our next poll, what's your favorite Star Wars soundtrack? Yeah. Yes. You know, so again, not, mu- not in the movie. Again, think of it that way. Think of album experience. Which, which one do you prefer listening to the most? What is your favorite mm-hmm. listening pleasure Star Wars soundtrack? Yes. So we, we got to know. 
Yes. Because we're going to tell you guys our favorite next <laughs> week. And so we want you to be able to participate in that. So, uh, Carl, if people want to weigh in on any of our discussion uh, from this episode, uh, or they could just completely uh, yell at us for making them choose the soundtrack uh, <laughs> for our poll, uh, where can they do that? Oh, whoops. Hey, that's some fun. Uh, they can find us on Twitter. Be sure to follow us there at Wampas Lair. Uh, we're on Facebook at Wampas Lair Podcast. Um, send us emails at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. Um, please help support the show over on our Patreon. Get some expanded content. Patreon.com slash wampaslairpodcast. Um, and, of course, if you haven't had the time to do this yet, we'd really appreciate an iTunes review. Um, it's been a little while since we've gotten one. That really helps the visibility of the show. So if you've got a few moments, head over to iTunes and, and write us a review if you can. And, Katie, how can people keep up with all your great musings on Star Wars on the Twitterverse? <laughs> you guys can follow me at Dameron. Please come on down. It's a great time. <laughs> <laughs> In case you're wondering what the hell I'm playing, Katie provided us this great piece of music from Star Wars The Old Republic, and it's literally called Shake That Wampa Down. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And we needed something to cheer us up after that (laughs) discussion. Very true. Very true. (laughs) All right. Y'all got anything else before we close this down? This was a lot Uh, of fun. I love doing this stuff with you guys. And really quick, I just want to say... out there put it out there obviously we did not get selected for the star wars podcast stage at celebration um we found out this this past weekend um all of us are feeling pretty bummed about it um but we love this show we love doing this with all of you thanks you for listening i really appreciate it uh i can't wait to just keep giving great star wars contact and talking uh, with the two of you because i absolutely love it Yes, we will still be at Celebration. A big congratulations to all the podcasts that did get selected to the stage. Um, We'll be around, though. We'll be around Celebration. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Just try to keep us away. No, no. Not All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. Stick tuned afterwards for the next edition of the Star Wars a radio drama. This has been episode number 310, Keeping Scores, part one. For Carl and Katie, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next week when we make our terrible decisions uh, here the Wampus Lake. Episode 10, The Luke Skywalker Initiative. time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. In the rebellion's most desperate crisis, plans vital to the defeat of the empire were hidden in the memory banks of the astro droid R2-D2. 
R2 and his interpreter counterpart C-3PO have come into the hands of young farmer Luke Skywalker and the veteran Jedi Knight Ben Kenobi. Resolving to deliver R2 and 3PO to the planet Alderaan, Luke and Ben have hired a pair of daring smugglers, Han Solo and his co-pilot Chewbacca, along with their starship, the Millennium Falcon. But forces of the Empire have reached Alderaan's solar system first, with their ultimate weapon, a huge space-going fortress called the Death Star, with which they have destroyed the entire planet. The Millennium Falcon arriving on the scene only to find Alderaan obliterated is now being helplessly drawn into the Death Star by a tractor beam. It's not. Captain Solo is jettisoning the escape pods. What if they leave us behind? Oh, I simply hate space travel. Why is it that every time we're on board a vessel, somebody seems determined to demolish you? or two. Whatever here, Master Luke. Oh, oh, have we reached the planet Alderaan? There yet, is sir? no Alderaan 3PO. Oh, I beg your pardon, sir, but I feel it's my duty to point out that you are in error. Why, it's I'm... gone. Somebody's blown it to bits now. Will you shut up and come on? Yes, sir. And make it fast or we're all dead. Oh, dear. Captain Solo will be here in a moment. We're going to take refuge under these deck plates. Deck plates? The Millennium Falcon is a smuggling ship, Luke. Since we cannot avoid being drawn into the battle station, our only chance is to hide in the ship's concealed compartments. Yes, sure. Chewbacca, how much time do we have? Well, then we'd best move quickly. Well, how do we get under the deck plates? You will see. Chewbacca, open them, please. <laughs> Hidden is right. I'd never seen them. Then lend a hand here, Luke. Okay. 3PO, help Chewbacca lower R2 down there. Very well, sir. The whole space looks pretty cramped, then. Are you sure there's room enough in there for all of us? There will have to be. We're solo. Making final preparations. Ah, here he is. That's it, we're ready. We got four TIE fighters closing on us. How close are we to the battle station? At the rate they're hauling us toward that oversized ball bearing, they'll have us aboard it in no time. Well, you might as well leave the Falcon's main hatch unlocked or they'll simply blast their way in. Yeah, it's done. Good. Did you make an entry in the ship's log? Yeah, yeah, and I shot off a few escape pods, too. You think you're the only one who's ever conned Imperials? Now, if you don't mind, we're going to have to continue this conversation in my private office. So hop in. Indeed. I know how busy your schedule is, Captain. Get in, Chewie, and hang on to your bowcaster. And you, droid, what's your name? Yeah, uh, I am C-3. Just you, move you... it. Oh. Move it. you last, kid. Hope you remember yeah, to stretch your legs a bit. We could be down there for a while. Well, as a matter of fact... Oh, forget it. Just hop in. Move over, Chewie. Just pull that deck plate into place on you. It'll seal and lock automatically. Just... Quit your griping, Chewie. And get your toe out of my ear. Will you stop bumping me up? What's your estimate of our progress, Captain Solo? Well, they're probably clearing us through the outer defense zones right about now. It looked like they had landing bays around the equator of that station. I guess they'll dock us there. What was all that about the escape pods and the ship's log? I doctored the log to make it look like we abandoned ship in those pods right after liftoff and sent the Falcon along on automatic as a decoy. You think they'll believe it? I don't know. At first, maybe. These compartments are shielded and hidden pretty well. Will you just give me a... Okay. Here we go. Go! That's it. We've been set down in a landing bay. You guys keep your lightsabers handy. If they find us now, there'll be nothing to do but stand tall. There, you see, I'll do nothing good ever gave a space travel. It'll oh, take a few moments for the pumps to replace the atmosphere in the docking bay, and then... Well, they got the ramp down. Go! Quiet now! That's the main hatch. Stormtroopers! Stormtroopers!
Keep still. You're spoiling my counter. I think they were four. Shh. Let's see. I can't tell how many. Six stormtroopers came on board, and six have left. You got good ears, old timer. They bought it. Yes, but we still have. Ben, what's the matter? Are you all right? Yes, Luke. I recognize the presence just outside the ship. He's gone now, but his being here explains a great deal. Well, who was it? Oh, never mind that. Now we still got plenty of problems. Let's get out of here. Right. <laughs> Boy, it's lucky you had these compartments, Han. <laughs> what did I tell you about luck, kid? Never thought I'd be smuggling myself in. Okay. Now what? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Even if I could take off again, I'd never get past that tractor beam. Leave that to me, old fool. I knew you were going to say that. Who's the more foolish, Captain Solo? The fool or the fool who follows him? It's okay, Chewie. I assume they'll be sending a scanning crew on board for a more thorough search and withdrew the stormtroopers so as not to confuse their instruments. Uh, I'll take a look. Yeah, you called it. There's a two-man crew at the bottom of the ramp with an equipment case. Hmm, then we'll have to... Relax. This is our department. Get set, partner. The rest of you get back out of sight. Up to the seal feet. Joey, Easy, easy, easy. Set it down here. Watch your foot. Evening, boys. Sleep tight. Nice work, Chewie. Han, stay where you are. There are two stormtroopers guarding the ramp. Hey, you guys down there. Could you give us a hand for a minute? Our reciprocator's stuck in the optical refraction. What's the problem? Hey, look out! Okay, come on. Nice work, Han. Didn't I tell you? It's better to count on a blaster than hokey religions and lightsabers. What now? In order to escape, we'll have to eliminate the tractor beam. Yeah, there's got to be a control office here in the docking bay. We're going to have to get at it somehow. The stormtrooper's armor. You won't be recognized in it. What? Right. You march the rest of us ahead of you. We'll take them by surprise. Hey, now, wait! That wasn't in the deal. There's no telling when someone will come looking for these men, Captain Solo. We have no option. Oh, for... All right. Help me get his armor off, Chewie. Luke, you'll have to wear the other man's armor. Okay. It will be a bit large, but it will do. Right, Ben. Now, you stay behind. And if the command officer tries to contact his men by helmet comlink, step out from the end of the ramp and point to your transmitter to indicate that it's out of order. Okay. Oh, where's the transmitter? There. All right. Well, how do I look? <laughs> I hope yours took a bath once in a while, kid. This guy's armor smells like he lived in it. <laughs> Let's go. I don't see the sentries out there. Maybe the scanning crew found something aboard the captured ship, sir. TX-421, why aren't you at your post? TX-421, do you copy? Okay, there he is. He's pointing to his transmitter. Looks like we got another bad comlink. Take over here. Yes, sir. I'll go and see what I can do. Now let me get this stupid helmet off. Oh. Uh, you see any more of them, old man? I think there were only these two. Luke, 3PO, R2, come in there quickly. 
You know, Han, between that Wookiee's howling and you're blasting everything inside, it's a wonder the whole station doesn't know we're here. Well, bring him on. I prefer a straight fight to all this sneaking around. R2 says he's found an outlet to the main computer, sir. What? Excellent. Now have R2 plug into the outlet. Yes, sir. His information retrieval capacity should enable him to interpret the entire Imperial computer network. Great. R2 says he's found the main control to the tractor beam that's holding the Millennium Falcon here. Can he make the precise location appear on the monitor? That's it. They're on the screen. R2 says the tractor beam is coupled to the main reactor in seven locations. A power loss at any one of the terminals would deactivate the beam and allow us to leave. Mm. I don't think anyone else can help me with this task. I must go alone. What? Whatever you say, old man. I've done more than I bargained for on this trip already. Ben, I want to go with you. Be patient, Luke. Stay here and watch over the droids. But how don't you bark again? R2 and 3PO must be delivered safely, or other star systems will suffer the same fate as Alderaan. Now, your destiny lies along a different path from mine. The Force will be with you, Luke. Always. Ben! <laughs> you said it, Chewie. And where'd you dig up that old fossil? Ben dude? is a great man. Uh, yeah, What's great at getting us into trouble. Well, I didn't hear you coming up with any ideas. Anything would be better than just hanging around here waiting for a storm for me. Who do you think got us this far, Bubble? What is that, 3 Pia? What's R2 so excited I'm not quite sure, sir. He was searching the computer network, and now he keeps saying, I found her, and keeps repeating, she's here. Who? Who has he found? Princess Leia. Princess? She's here? Princess? Where? Where is she? What, what are you... What princess? What's going on? R2 says she's on level 5, detention block AA-23. He's mapped the location there on the screen. I'm afraid she's scheduled to be terminated. What? Terminated? Oh, no, we got to do something. What are you talking about? The Princess Leia of Alderaan. The droids belong to her. She's the one that... Oh, never mind. we got to help her. Hey, now, look. Let's not get any funny ideas. The old man wants us to wait right here. But he didn't know she was here. we got to figure out a way to get into the detention block. Oh, well, I'm not going anywhere. But they're going to execute her. Look, a few minutes ago, you said you didn't want to just wait around to be captured. You wanted to do something. Well, uh, marching into the detention level is not what I had in mind. But they're going to kill her. Uh, better her than me. Oh, Han, we can't let him do it. If you only knew her, she's... Beautiful. <laughs> so is life, kid. She's rich. Rich? Mm-hmm. Rich, powerful. Uh, wait a second. Now, she was rich on Alderaan, but Alderaan ain't there anymore, remember? Who'd pay? Well, the Rebel Alliance, that's who. And the Imperial Senate. She's the sole surviving heir to the off-world holdings of the Royal House of Alderaan. If you rescue her, the reward would probably be... What? Well, more wealth than you can imagine. Oh, don't bet on it. I can imagine quite a bit. You'll get it. I'd better. What about the droids? Hmm. Well, they'll be all right here. Look, we gotta save the princess. She's much more important right now. What's your plan? Um... 3PO? Master Luke? Hand me that pair of wrist binders over there, will you? Yes, sir. Thanks. What are you gonna do with a pair of cuffs? Okay. I'm gonna put these wrist binders on Chewbacca and... <laughs> Okay, uh, Han, you, uh, you put him on. <laughs> Don't worry, Chewie. <laughs> I think I know what he's got in mind. Get your helmet, kid. Now, 3PO, use that handheld comm link to keep in touch with us. Let's go. Uh, Master Luke, sir. Yeah? Uh, pardon me for asking, but what should Arto and I do if we're discovered here? Mm. Lock the door. Yeah. And hope they don't have blasters. That isn't very reassuring. Five on the 
gonna have to wait for these lift tubes. They'll be here soon. Boy, this helmet's too big for me. I can't see a thing. Oh, boy. Ah, here they are. In you go, Chewie. Hold that car. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, sir. We've got a prisoner here. You'll have to take the next car. <laughs> Regulations, you know. Oh, very well. Quick thinking, huh? I can't get these binders to stay close on Chewie's wrists. This isn't gonna work. Why didn't you say so before? I did say so before. Okay, we're here. Let's go. Hey, stop there, you two. Where do you think you're taking this thing? Um, it's a prisoner transfer from detention block 1138. Well, nobody notified me, and I'm the duty officer here. I'll have to clear it. This is block AA23, uh, duty officer speaking. Put me through to the detention level commander. They're not going for it. Sir, we have an irregularity here. There's apparently been a foul up in the prisoner transfer. That's right, sir. What are we gonna do? Yes, I'll hold. There are only three guards and the duty officer. Chewie, you grab my blaster and make it look like you're making a break, okay? Go! Oh, look out! He's got my blaster! Officers. Level now, we better find out which cell that princess of yours is in. Ah, here we go. Uh, cell number 2187. You go get it, kid. I'll try to keep the lid on things here. I'll be right back. I hope. Let's have a little peace and quiet. Level <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> uh, this is detention level double uh, uh, A23. Uh, everything's under control down here. Uh, situation is normal. You know. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, well, we had a, a, a slight uh, weapons malfunction, but you know everything's perfectly all right now. It's 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 we're fine. We're all fine here. Thank you. Fine. Um, how are you? We're sending a squad to your location. Oh, oh, negative, negative. We we had a, 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 a reactor leak here. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. It's largely very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating um, number? Uh, 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 good idea. <laughs> Boring conversation, anyway. Let's hope the kid moves fast, Chewie. We're gonna have company. Will, what do you want? Well, I... Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Huh? Oh, the uniform. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. You're... You're what? Here to rescue you. I've got your R2 unit. I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi? Where is he? No time to explain. Come on. Luke, get back! The stormtroopers blew the door. We couldn't hold him. We can't get out that way. Looks like we just lost our only 
escape route! Maybe you prefer to stay here in your cell, Your Highness. I'll try and contact 3 on the conlink. 3 C-3PO, do you copy? Yes, Master Luke. We've been cut off in the detention block. Is there any other way out of the cell bay? I'll just ask What was that? I didn't copy. R2 says all systems have been alerted to your presence. The entrance to the detention block seems to be the only way in or out. All other information on your level is restricted. But, but, but my foster, there's a stormtrooper's pounding on the door. 3PO? 3PO! He says there's no other way out of here! This is some rescue! You came in here, didn't you have a plan for getting out? He's the brains in the operation, sweetheart! Well, you know... Luke, give me your blaster! Here! What are you blasting the wall for? Somebody has to save our skins! I'm open a hole with the garbage chute! Follow me, flyboy! She's crazy! But... okay! <laughs> Chewie, you're next! Get that garbage chute, you big furry old! Move, I said! I don't care what you smell! Oh, you won't! Wonderful girl you dragged this after, kid. You know I'm gonna kill her, I'm beginning to like her. Get going. Here goes. Whoa! Look out! Oh my, what an incredible smell you've discovered. Oh. oh, where's my blaster? I'm getting out of here. Chewie, get away from that door. No, don't do that! On, wait! Oh. Will you forget it? The room's magnetically sealed. Put that thing away before you get us all killed! Oh, absolutely, your worship. Look, I had everything under control until you let us down here. You know, it's not going to take them long to figure out what happened to them. Oh, it could be worse. <coughs> Something alive in here. Can't you see anything? There's not much light. It's your imagination. Uh, There's uh, Whoa! Something just brushed past my leg. Oh light. no! Look <laughs> oh, there! Did you see that? It looked like a tentacle or something. Oh. A tentacle? What? Where? Where? Uh, oh. Something grabbed hold of my Luke! 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 Grab hold of something! It's choking me! No! Shoot it! Chewbacca can find no escape. Elsewhere on the Death Star, 3PO and R2 are about to fall into the hands of Imperial stormtroopers, and Ben Kenobi continues his lone mission. And if they fail, if they die, 
the galaxy will come permanently under the yoke of the Empire. Star Wars, Episode 10 by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Bernard Behrens as Ben Kenobi, Perry King as Han Solo, and Anne Sachs as Leia. The series was directed by John Madden, with sound mixing and post-production by Tom Vigley. Music by John Williams. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Story editor for the series was Lindsay Smith. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. Executive producer was Richard Toskin. Executive producer for Lucasfilm was Carol Teitelman.